Listener Production. On today's edition of Footy Talk, Nick Rewalt is back to have his say on the week that was, and boy, didn't this story grow legs. We'll discuss Carlton and the fallout from their injury woes, and we'll play our little version of Real Talk Shit Talk. That's all to come next. You're listening to Footy Talk on this Tuesday, July 25, as we head into round 20, and this is where you get all your news, interviews, analysis from the world of AFL, and all the way over from Houston, my old mate Rui, just a little quiet week for the humble little footy talk. What have you done? You've sent us viral. <laughs> we have gone bonkers off the back of you turning into some big shock jock, some oh. some polarising, just Piers Morgan style sort of banter from over the other side of the uh, the other side of the world. Welcome. How have you been? Oh, I do love I, I do love Piers Morgan, so I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the, <laughs> the similarity the, the comparison there, Joey. Um, wow, what a, what a week! It, you know, look, you got to take it as a compliment, I guess. It's nice to be uh, still, you know, making waves from nine nine thousand miles away on a on a twenty minute podcast. I actually had to go back and re listen to the show last week um, after waking up to a few text messages the next morning, thinking, what on earth did I say? But Wow, it's uh, it's it's been big. It's uh, it's been nice, you know, being on the other side of the world because I I haven't had to listen to a lot of it. Uh, no, it's been true. Well, what we will do then, if you haven't listened to a lot of it, we've put together just a little compilation of the week that was off the back of your comments. Let's take a listen. And there was some interesting, to say the least, comments made by one of the greatest players ever to put on a St Kilda Guernsey in Nick Rewald. I can promise you now, the standards in that joint over the last however long have been subpar and so when the president says we were enough we, we were kidding ourselves we were a mile off it you're not just talking about the win loss you're not you're talking about the actual talent you've got at your disposal and you're talking about the standards within the football club to to allow that talent to outperform which ha- hasn't happened they've absolutely gone forward and guess what now now i think we're starting to see the the, the lack of talent on the list to be honest like Nick's been to zero, really, at the footy club. The only time he came was for free physio. So, um, yeah, that's that's the only time he was at the club. So I don't know where he saw the standards piece. Um, I was surprised when I heard the comments from Nick. I thought it was a fantastic response in in both the words said and the manner in which it was delivered. And and I think it reinforces the view that I had at the time, and I think others did as well, that Nick Revolt was, was giving advice through his opinions on the footy club to Andrew Bassett during the course of last year, which had Brett Ratton re-signed as coach and then 100 days later say. This is someone on a podcast reacting to a comment made by someone on a footy show who's trying to back up his view that he had at the time. Do you get free physio, Lloydie, mm. the Bombers? Uh, no, it's, uh, it's too far away out there at Tullamarine. Uh, hey, what's all that about? Oh, it's funny you are, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. Because let's Volcano, Nick Revolt. I'm just not sure he can comment without bias when he was as influential as he was in getting Ross Lyon to coach the club. The Saints haven't improved year on year, so it's not headline grabbing. And to take Brett Ratton down on the way with everything that he has been through, I thought was pretty ordinary. And that comment is coming from a long, long, long way away. Um, But essentially, it's Nick commenting on comments made by somebody, and then everyone else is then reacting to those comments. (laughs) 
<laughs> my Hutto. Hutto at the end is my favourite. He's commenting on someone who made a comment. So we had the we had our little uh, footy talk thread going um, in the days after that last week, and it was we were commenting on Kane. Rats commented on me. Kane commented on Rats. Barrett commented on Kane. Kane went again. It was unbelievable. It was very, it was very very funny. And I, like I. Like I, th- I think the context obviously is important that we were reacting. Well, it's um, not for the week. And then the having context, the conversation, the context, the co- context ma- got lost. Yeah, all week. that You're didn't right. matter. That didn't matter. That didn't matter. The simple question was, do you think St Kilda have improved this year? Was what I asked you, and yeah. uh, and then you gave your response. Yeah, and and the response was that absolutely they have, and it, and it can't just be about about win loss. It's about so much more than that. It's about the culture and and the standards. Which the the interesting thing about um, what I said is. Everyone went all of their different angles. You shouldn't say it. All, all of these sort of things, but no the one bias. actually disagreed. No one actually disagreed with me no, that's that the right. standards were, were um, needed to improve. And mm. the, I, I think where, where it got lost was um, a lot of the people that have commented on uh, it over the last week. They've gotten very granular. Like I never, I never refined it to one department of the football club, let alone one person. But yeah. but I understand. Like last week, it was it was helpful to promote the game. Um, St Kilda v North Melbourne where, where Rats was coaching because, you know, the media, we thrive on, on rivalries and um, it's exciting from a voyeuristic point of view. But, look, the, the whole thing's pretty funny, to be honest. It's a shame that, that Rats took it personally. Um, but, you know, really, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky he limited his comeback to just free physio because I, I still get free tax advice <laughs> yeah. from the CFO down yes. at St Kilda, to be honest. Yeah. So, yes, you, you do. Know, like you take what you can get. Yes, and we might get into that later about whether you are really a tight ass. But how did you, honestly, how did you feel getting smashed from some, particularly some certain people um, over here in the media, particularly sort of footy classified went hard? I mean, how do you, how yeah. do you feel when, you, you know, you're over all the way over there and got no other real platform? Um, look, I'm fine. I'm, I'm a big boy. And look, I think again, like the thing is that no one really disagreed with me that mm. the standards needed to improve. And, you know, like Kane went hard, but Kane's, Kane's right. Like he's, he's very clever. You know, when he gets on something, he, he rides it and he rides it. But, um, He's right. Like I am all in on on Ross Lyon as as a coach and a, and a leader um, because of our history together. And does that make me biased? I mean, probably not any more biased than you know commenting on a club where your brother's the coach. So you know, like you know, everyone everyone in footy everyone in footy's got agendas and got slight biases because of relationships that we've had. But again, he he was he was right. He spoke about standards uh, over the weekend. Um, and you know we we agree on that that the standards absolutely need to improve as they do in in, in recruiting at St Kilda over the last ten years or, or however long, which is which is what I said as well as high performance and all of the things that make a, a football club great, not not just one department or, or one person as it was interpreted. So look, I've I've been fine. It's um it's been an interesting week, but um look, I, I, I get Kane. I know I know how Kane works, and he he, he likes to develop rivalries, but. I'm not going to fall into it because I actually really like Kane. Yeah. I think he's really good at what he does. Um, he's, he's, you know, I think he's the best in it in the industry of creating these sort of um, twos and fros. But look, I'll, uh, I'll take it for what it is and, and that's been a bit of fun. Well, they had a go Wednesday night and then they doubled down again on footy classified last night and Kane, as you said, tried to make out it was about skill errors was part of the, the standards. Have they really improved? But this audio probably sums up more what you were talking about. This was from Footy Classified earlier in the year. 
culturally, uh, there was a drinking culture at St Kilda. From a, you know, you go out and you decide you don't want to drink, you'd be heckled for that, even though you're a professional footballer. So changing that mindset at St Kilda to go, you know what, you can go out and not drink because you want to be the best AFL footballer you can be, I think that has changed to a point where more players don't drink than drink, which has never been the case. you inherited a drinking culture? Yeah, I think so, that they enjoyed a good time, they didn't know what elite standards were, and if you tried to uh, go away from that and be the ultimate professional, you got heckled and put down for it. So I think we all agree, everyone is on the same page. The under Ross line, the standards... That's the the same show. Yeah, that's right. So the standards have have improved, the the culture's improved, and the win-loss, at the moment, it's slightly better, but we know that uh, they are in a phase where they're trying to find more talent. It's an exploration year. We'll leave it at that. We will move on because we don't want this to... That was a nice... I appreciate you playing that. That was a nice little final word. It would have been nice if Lordy had it piped up, like (laughs) when he was, you know, when was on his we don't want this yeah, to turn look, it, into. It's we, all good. We don't want this to turn into a fight. We actually enjoy, and I agree with you. Kane's brewing at what he does, and he's uh, the best. He's, he's the best. He's very good. But it does bring me to the serious questions: Are you really a tight ass? Because that is what anyone—that's everyone has asked me this week. That's what they want to know. Yeah. Did you really go and get free physio? You've admitted to getting the tax mm. advice. You've got some nice perks, though, don't you? Get lots of free stuff coming yeah, your look, way. Yeah, I think I, I think there are two. They're not mutually exclusive here, Joey. I think you can be <laughs> a very generous person, but also milk the opportunity as, as much as you can. And I'm absolutely guilty of, uh, of both. I, I think I am a generous person, but don't worry if there's something, uh, something free up for grabs, I'm going to, I'm going to take advantage of it. So right. look, physio, like medical in general, um, over the, over the course, absolutely physio, um, shoes, obviously go in and, and back the truck up at Nike and, and get it, get the shoes. Um, Cobram, extra virgin olive oil. Um, you know, I've been able to score plenty of the, uh, the 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 free good stuff from from those guys. But the one thing, the one thing you do get more, um, for, like you get a lot of that is free more than anything else, is advice yeah. from um, people on the street. Like the amount of time I've had people come up to me and just say, "Revolt, you dickhead." Why didn't you kick it straight up? Like it is unbelievable how many <laughs> how many times you get uh, you get free advice as a footballer. So, rats was spot on. Um, I do love my free stuff, but um, you know I've bought you d- dinner, Joey, a couple yes. of times. So I'd like to think I'm you reasonably are. generous. No, you are very generous. It was all a bit of fun, and we could but all that's, move honestly. On. That's 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 the part that stung the most. Was that I was getting called a cheapskate? Yes, that's um, right. Yeah, but all, all good. Fun week, fun week. Nice to be back in the throws. Yeah, true. And glad St Kilda did win because if Kangaroos had have won, it might have continued on for another week and it might have turned into the curse of Vic Rewalt <laughs> if St Kilda had have dropped that game. So I'm just glad that the Saints yeah, got a that's win. that's a good point. They that just, is a good point. Uh, they're not playing great footy. Everyone can admit that and they're sitting in sixth spot, but they've got some work to do if they want to stay in the finals. But we'll move on from St Kilda. Some other footy news over the last day or so. We're done. We're Are we done, done with that stuff. We're done yes. with that. Yep. Everyone's done. We don't want anyone to fire back. We can move on. I bet you someone does. (laughs) Someone will be offended by something we've said over the last 10 minutes. I know, I'm nervous now. Uh, I got caught up in it too at the boy. The boys on the Sunday rub Triple M tried to throw me under with you and Joey and Rui and I'm in your pouch and all this sort of crap. Oh, yeah, you you, you Uh, gutless wonder. You (laughs) didn't do anything to back me up either. You just let me out high and dry. No, I didn't want to speak on your behalf, but I did say I think what Rui was saying was fair. It wasn't about ratting. It was bigger picture than that, but anyway. Uh, I don't want to get caught in these fights. Thanks, so it's too hard. Um, Caroline Wilson has spoken last night about the West Coast Eagles. Obviously been a lot of chat where they are at. Said that it uh, looks like Trevor Nisbet, the CEO, may be moved on at the end of the year and hasn't ruled out that uh, Adam Simps 
Anderson might also be moved on. I think we've sort of all had a feel where that's at. There's been a lot of discussion about whether Adam Simpson should continue or not. They've also got some more injuries. Young Ruben Jinby has been ruled out for the rest of the season. The big one that I'm disappointed in, I was fascinated by this game Friday night, Collingwood Carlton. The Blues are in really good form. The Pies are obviously the benchmark of the competition, but they've got some injury concerns, Carlton. They're not sure whether Adam Cherup, Paddy Cripps, Jack Martin, Jesse Motlop, and Matt Owies will all get up and play. Silvani's already been ruled out. Harry Mackay's also been ruled out. Just get your quick thoughts. There's also some uh, chat from um, Footy Classified last night. We're giving them plenty of mentions today. But Hutchie was talking about whether they should consider trading Harry Mackay. I asked you last week about whether some key forwards love being the big banana, the number one man. And Charlie Kernow came out and kicked 10. I know it was against the West Coast Eagles. We need to see it against some better opposition. Would you be open if you were at the Carlton Footy Club to um, maybe exploring options for Harry Mackay? Or do you think, no, no, as much as some players love being the big banana, Two's better than one. Uh, I'd be proactive uh, yeah. in in, um, in in trying to make that happen. If the if if you could get a if you could get a Jeremy Cameron type return, like three three sort of higher or back end first round picks, or you know two two lower first round picks, then yeah, I, I would I would I would be exploring that a- absolutely. I mean, n- not many teams have two, let let alone one, and and it doesn't like I think the way. They they play. They don't necessarily complement each other like a Cameron and a Hawkins. Um, so look, I, I I think Carlton would would absolutely be doing that. They'd be finding out exactly what they could get. Gee, the in, the injuries are disappointing, aren't they? Because we we spoke a couple of weeks ago, Joey, about the the real litmus test being when they came up against the Pies in a couple of weeks' time when all of a sudden the expectation had had risen. But, gee, it's come off a little bit with that, that, that injury list. And, of course, Sam Walsh, I left out as well, who's done a hamstring. And his first quarter, yeah, was un- he was unbelievable in that first quarter. He was playing as good a footy as I've seen. Um, the great game, Port Adelaide-Collingwood, we haven't touched on that. But that was – I love it when two great teams of the home and away season play an absolute belter. Like, it sort of rarely happens. We had a – Famous game in 2009, both St Kilda and Geelong. We were 14 and zip, or 13 and zip going into that game, and it lived up to the hype. And the Port Adelaide-Collingwood game uh, delivered as well. That wasn't far off. That was an absolute beauty. Do you suspect in the lead-up to that game that that clubs sort of – we're not too far away from finals that either team would have held anything back, or, or, or do you think they both threw everything at it? Well, the interesting one for me in, – In terms of little little moves that you could have gone to within the game. The only one that I found fascinating is Willem Drew went to Nick Dacos and tagged him, and it was a proper tag. Went on and off the ground yep. with him, ran with him in transition so he didn't fall into the team defence, and it kept him to 11 disposals and limited influence, and Port were winning. And then at half time, so Nick Dacos started on the bench in the third quarter. Will and Drew then just played as a mid. Didn't play. So he would stand on Nick Dacos if that was just the matchup, but he also stood on Dugowie or Pendlebury or whoever else was around. Mm-hmm. So I'm fascinated to just wonder whether at half time they just, Port Adelaide thought, okay, we've seen it. We know it works. We're just going to tuck it away and still try and win the game because there's the yep. flip side of it, but it, maybe they yeah. cost them the win because Nick Dacos kicked well, the crucial it, goal it could in the only, quarter. It could only be we're keeping our powder dry in the second half. Or it was hurting us from a team defence perspective. Yeah. They're the only two reasons you would change it. Yeah. And you suspect it would be the former that, okay, we, we, we know. We're, I mean, if they play in a final, he's going to him. If, yeah. you, if you can keep him to 11 disposals, then you know that's just going to happen. And um, good, for, good for Nick Dacos as well, because yeah. he now, you know, he, he'll come in expecting it. Sometimes as a, as, as, a, as a player that, you know, is the 
getting a, def- a good defender on them or a midfielder coming in to tag. Like it's the anticipation of wondering what's going to happen. Is someone going to come to me? Are they not? That, you, you know, you spend a lot of nervous energy on. So he, he knows now next time they come up against each other that that's just the way it's going to go. Yeah, can't wait. Still plenty of big games to play out the rest of this home and away season before finals. Hey, we will take a break, Rui. Even though it feels like we've already done a bit of real talk and shit talk, we're going to play the game after the break. You're listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on Spotify, please hit the bell. You're listening to Footy Talk. If you have a question for us, get us on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or on TikTok at footytalkpod. Rui, just a quick little hit of real talk, shit talk. First one for you. The West Coast Eagles, not only have they uh, not won a game for a long time, but they've now ruined the Coleman medal race. Oh, that's real. They've stuffed it. And, <laughs> like, congratulations to the players that have actually been able to cash in and capitalise. But Charlie Kerno's got 19 goals. Yep. He's got a third of his goals. He's kicked 61 for the year. So almost a third of his goals on the season have come against West Coast in, in two games. So, yeah, they, they've, uh, they've stuffed it. Uh, one for you, Joey. So the Crows, they have a hard call to make on Rory Sloan. Well, the hard call is a real talk, but I think they should go with him again. We've spoken on this show a number of times about your veterans and how important they are. I'm not sure why we're so quick to want to retire veterans. They're not full of them, the Adelaide Crows. I think there's Tex Walker, Rory Sloan, maybe uh, Brody Smith. They've still got a lot of young talent. What he could offer away from game day at the footy club, still have a role to play game day. If he's not in the best 22 next year, they don't have to play him, but he will still be important to that footy club. Like a number of other veterans, I think it's always better to go one year too long because they don't have to play. You don't have to pick them, but they add so much to a footy club, particularly a young team on a rebuild. So I like that one. Hey, one more for you. Uh, The Bombers put a line through them now. They're going to miss finals. Jordan Ridley out four to six weeks with a quad strain. It's been a great year. But it's uh, it's going to be a bridge too far. Mm, I'm not going to put a line through them just yet. Not with that log jam. They're they're right in there. They're in the thick of it. I think they can they can still find a way to to, to rally and get home. Their form over the last month hasn't been what it was when we were when we were talking talking them up. But uh, no, they're capable. I mean, when a side delivers the sort of footy that they have this year and the sort of effort that they have, particularly defensively, well, you know they're capable of it and it's within the group. So, um, yep, they'd love to have that talent in Ridley and those guys out on the field, but but I still think they can find a way. Uh, big, big question for you, Joey, to All finish. Right. Real talk, shit talk. The biggest move this off-season in all of football – will be who replaces Tom Brown. Oh, Tom Brown, Tom Brown, leaving Triple M. We're going to miss him. Tom Brown, Tom Brown. And Channel 7. No, that's real, Rui. He's going to be a big loss. We all... We all do have fun with Tom Brown at times, but he's very good at what he does. He's a very good man. We are mm. going to miss him, but yes, I think Mitch Cleary is basically already, the, you know, he can take over Channel 7. No worries. Triple M's going to mm. be interesting. Who becomes the second banana? I don't know. Maybe Jay-Z Clark's ready to step up and take the mantle. I'm not sure. We'll find out, mm. but we are going to miss Tom well, Brown. I don't, think, I, I don't think you're capable of speaking about Jay-Z without bias, Joey, considering <laughs> you're uh, on a show <laughs> don't, together. Don't start. We don't want any more fights. Let's, <laughs> let's call it tree to this. It's all done, Rui. <laughs> oh, we're going to move on. Kane, hey. Corn, I love you, Kane. <laughs> we are tight, Kane and I. We uh, we bonded in uh, the uh, All-Australian Committee last year. I think he's, uh, he's very good at what he does. 
That's not what you told me off here. No, I've only made, I've only made that up. Nah, <laughs> no, Joey, stirring. don't be silly. Uh, well done. Thank you, Rui. Enjoy your week over there in about 40-degree heat in Houston. We will do it again next Tuesday. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of Footy Talk. Tomorrow, Abby Holmes will be with the source, Sam Jacobs. Listener.